Hi, welcome back to our study of patterns found in God's Word. Today, it's a rather interesting one, and this is Nehemiah's Ten Gates, coming from Nehemiah chapter 3. This is a simple map of Jerusalem itself. And what you need to understand is, here's the gates, and it begins with the Sheep Gate, Fish Gate, Old Gate, Valley Gate, Dung Gate, Fountain Gate, Water Gate, Horse Gate, East Gate, Inspection Gate. This is the order in which it goes. It's going counterclockwise around Jerusalem, finishing off the Inspection Gate, kind of leading us right back to, full circle, the Sheep Gate. Why is this pattern in, in such a way? I think there's a few more gates, but they're not mentioned because these are the gates that need to be repaired. Nehemiah has gone back to Jerusalem. He's going to try and rebuild the walls, and he talks about the walls and the gates as they're getting rebuilt. So, what do these gates mean? Well, the first one we came to is what? The Sheep Gate. John 1, 29. The next day, John the Baptist, he saw Jesus coming to him, and he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is the sheep that has come to purchase our forgiveness of sins. He's our focus. This is the greatest day in the world when Jesus comes into the world. There's the sheep gate. Then we slide over to the fish gate. Jesus says, follow me and I will make you what? Fishers of men. Now, I believe this is so important and this is something I don't think I do enough of. I don't think many of us do enough of. And that is we need to go to the Gospels. And we need to watch how Jesus goes around fishing, how he reaches out to touches the lives of other people. He's not a screamer. He's not a condemner. He's trying to help people to come in and understand who he is. He doesn't blow out wicks. He doesn't destroy reeds. He's, he's just pure loving and kind. That's the way we need to be, which is what we learn right here at the fish gate. The next one's the old gate. The interesting thing about an old, old means there's got to be something coming that is new. If that first covenant had been faultless, there would have not been an occasion sought for a second. For finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. And I think that old gate's kind of pointing to the fact that there's a new one coming. There's a new entrance coming, and that is through the body of Christ. Brings us down to the bottom, which is the valley gate. The valley gate is, look at your life. Is it really worth it? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Is Christ walking with me? Am I really doing good in my life right now? I'm seeing Jesus coming into the world, right? And I'm seeing him reaching out to touch the lives of others. Then there's that new covenant which he's bringing in and I've got to look at my life and is, am I really happy with this world? Is, 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 is my soul happy or is, is, am I still searching for something else? Well, if you're looking really hard and deep in your life, that brings you to the, the bottom gate, the one at the very bottom, which is the dung gate. The dung gate. Yeah. What does Paul say? Philippians 3, 8, more than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish that I may gain Christ. That word rubbish is that word dung. That's how he sees his entire life in comparison to Christ. When we come to Christ, we don't bring anything to the table. We just bring our pathetic little souls. And we're asking for forgiveness. 
you got to come to your knees. You see Christ coming into the world and you got to get down to your knees before you can start what? Turning around. Because that's what the fountain gate's all about. As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were begotten, not of blood, not of the will of men, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but how? Of God. You got to be begotten by God. That's what he's saying in John 3, 5. Uh, Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is begotten from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is begotten of water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. It's God who calls us through his word. And it's that conviction that this word is the word of God and that I am dung. That it opens my heart. There's that fountain. There's that well of water springing up that Jesus talks about to the woman at the well in John chapter 4, John chapter 7. It's that living water within us. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, which brings us to the water gate. Now, when they heard this, when they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, what shall we do? Peter says, repent, each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's the water gate. For you're all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have what? Clothe yourselves with Christ. The fountain is, is opening my eyes to the truth of God's word and I am totally convicted, which brings me to what? To the waters of baptism, the water gate. And then my next step is simple. It's the horse gate. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The horse gate is the things that we need to do in this world. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, Ephesians 2.10, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Horse gate gives us that command to accomplish to get out and reach out and touch the lives of others. The horse gate brings us to the east gate. In the east gate, we're focused, we're always looking for Christ. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness, worldly desires, to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for, looking for the blessed hope and appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus. Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way. What sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements will melt with intense heat. You got to have that long range vision. You got to be focused. You got to see that Christ could come at any time. He can come today, which gives us that motivation to accomplish what we need to accomplish. Because that day is eventually coming, and that's called the inspection gate. That's the judgment day. Matthew chapter 25, the sheep and the goats. When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, to the extent that you did to the least of these brothers of mine, even to the least of them, you did it to me. If you're alive on that day, you will be judged. When we die, we are judged. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. God's still going to look at the things that we do in this lifetime. Nehemiah's Jerusalem 
is really exciting to me because it gives us counterclockwise going around the city of Jerusalem just this incredible vision of your own personal life because that sheep gape is Jesus coming into this world his love for us all to forgive us of our sins and you need to realize that the fish gate gives us purpose in life Jesus said I came to seek and to save the lost the old gate reminds us of the new gate the new covenant we're away from the old and we're into the new the valley gate tells us of the emptiness of this life the life that I'm living now there's absolutely nothing in it the dung gate says our value without God is nothing but dung which is Paul's Paul says nothing but rubbish I I can't bring anything to the table so I need to repent I need to turn my life around fountain gate that's when I'm begotten from above convicted in the heart Watergate cleansed by his blood through the waters of baptism the horse gate is a reminder of my responsibility for the things I need to be doing now in this world the East gate is my motivation because Christ is coming and he may come today so I got to get the things done before he does show up and the inspection gate reminds me I'm going to be held accountable one day and it's going to be a glorious day if I'm putting my uh, actions to work for God and not serving myself what an incredible day that's coming and a neat little simple method right here to help us to memorize our own personal lives and our walk with God and thank you for watching